from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs. This is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back to Locked On Chiefs. It is a preview day, and we have a great one for you today. We're brought to you by NFL Game Pass. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. See all the action from every game with full game replays. And you can also watch an entire game in just 45 minutes with the condensed games. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass and start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where the football never stops. It's going to be fun. We're going to go over matchups, keys, and everything relating to this Raiders rivalry. It is Raiders week. We got to enjoy that, right? There is a ton to talk about before that, though. So we will get to it momentarily. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and your host at RGR Football. And I'm Chris Clark. Thank you all for listening. We really do appreciate it. And there is a ton to talk about. Let's go and jump in real quick and start talking about uh, right before we decided we were going to record it came out that the Buffalo Bills and the Tennessee Titans game is currently being scheduled for Tuesday at 6 p.m. If there are no more tests that come out for the Tennessee Titans that are positive. Yeah, the latest tally that I have seen is 24 players with COVID. Um, Definitely part of the scandal uh, in terms of uh, defying the protocols the NFL has put down and, and practicing. You're going to hear more about that with my discussion over on Locked On NFL from Thursday. Check that out, too. But a lot of moving parts to this thing. Well, and what I really don't know, and honestly, in some ways, it actually goes from being a detriment to Kansas City to being a detriment to Buffalo. I mean, honestly, if you're Buffalo, uh, you know, if you end up playing Tuesday night and you have to turn around and play Kansas City, which the Kansas City game with Buffalo will be moved to Sunday. So just to be clear on that, that's the plan. If they're able to play on Tuesday night, uh, that's a detriment to Buffalo. Then you're not getting as much time to prepare for the Kansas city chiefs. Uh, and you know, you're in a situation where you lose two days of rest essentially for a game that you were planning on having on Thursday night. Now it's on Sunday uh, that affects your schedule the next week too. And I, and I won't put the past the league moving it back again because of that fact. And, because of the fact that even with it moved out, the Chiefs were going to play three games in 10 days. Now with it moving back to Sunday, that does help some. But now you have two teams that have been in a lot of live plays in a shorter than usual amount of time. And that's not good for player injuries either. No, it's not. And Kansas City, we did get some positive news in that regard. Kansas City is, uh, had everybody practice in full except Mike Dana, which means Chris Jones returned to practice in full. So that's good news for him. Although I still am of the opinion if he is not 100% and they think he can retweak it, they sit him this week. Yeah, I don't think there's any reason to take a chance, and I doubt that they will. Um, We'll talk about the matchups and what they need to get done coming up here in a minute, folks. But I think Mike Dan has put in some good snaps so far. I'm really impressed with how he's come along. I think they want to rest him, and certainly if they're willing to do that for a rookie, they have to be able to do that for their hundred million, whatever it is star. Um, if Chris is a hundred percent though, and you know him, I, I have a tendency to think that he's going to say he's a hundred percent, even if he's like 90, but do you, do you even go a step further and just keep him out on principle? Just say, Hey, you know, we're, we're just going to save you for the bills. Well, honestly, I think if he's on the injury report, I think that they consider sitting him. Uh, if he's not on the injury report, and we won't find out until after this is actually already out, whether or not they list him as questionable or not, uh, then I think he's going to play. And, you know, that's their choice. I get it. Uh, I would prefer to hold him out for the Bills game because I think you can win this game without Chris Jones. Uh, the one thing that I will say real quick is I'm wondering 
We don't, and please understand, I'm just speculating because we haven't talked about this yet either. Uh, but they did make a move and brought up Washington from the practice squad, a fourth running back to play against the Raiders. Uh, they didn't make a, a corresponding move because Breland is still technically suspended and on the suspension list. Uh, they have to activate him by game time, I guess by Saturday for him to be able to play on Sunday. So maybe it's a possibility that they're going to move Dana to IR. I just thought about that. Uh, if his injury is severe enough, maybe they move him to IR. He's going to be out this week anyway. That'd give him three weeks off, uh, and he hasn't practiced at all. So, I mean, just speculating. Yeah, there's a number of things. I was pretty surprised by that, too. Washington over Kemp. I mean, Antonio Hamilton's doing a good job on special teams. Uh, You have Byron Pringle, so maybe you just feel like you want a little more punch there uh, with with Daryl and Clyde in the backfield. I don't know if Darwin's fumble has taken him out of the rotation permanently or, or what that's going to do, but DeAndre Washington's presence has to affect him probably more than anyone else. Well, you'd absolutely think so, but I think it also may have something to do with the Raiders week, uh, just speculating there considering he played for the Raiders. But, you know, honestly, we really don't know at this point. Uh, it's possible that we're wrong on all that. It could be maybe they're going to decide to release Ricky Seals-Jones. I don't know. Uh, I really don't know where they're going to go with this move, but they're going to have to make some move if, the, if Breland's going to play, and I think they have to make a move. I don't think that they have the ability to leave him on during the game, uh, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I'm very intrigued by it because that's – you can probably get information. If you're just looking for some information, you can probably get that from him as a practice squatter, so I don't know if there's any reason, but – the decision tree that they've gone through and what we're going to see on Saturday in the lead up to the contest, I think is going to be really telling. Uh, we'll have to revisit that folks after this show because we won't know by then, but we will have our takes uh, probably post game for you. And we have to get into the game matchups, the game keys, our goals to go as well as our predictions. So hang tight coming up after this visa knows that local businesses are the heartbeat of our communities. Whether there are corner stores or the coffee shops or your favorite spots to go day in, day out. Local businesses have always been there for us. They remember our orders. They call us by name, always giving back, making a difference, and going the extra mile to support us and our community. And right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So now it's time for us to return the favor, whether you're going to Minsky's to get your favorite pizza or you're going to Kansas City Joe's and getting your favorite Z-Man sandwich uh, as barbecue. Uh, you know, there's lots of different things that we spend our money on, but be sure to shop local. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at local businesses and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless visa to help support your community. Because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be. Official partner of the NFL. This football season will be different, and Pepsi's here to get you ready for the game no matter how you watch. This is going to be a great one, and it's the Raiders rivalry. Pepsi's the refreshment you need to power through this game and all the others to become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are our generational talent that Pepsi fuels, because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. All right, there are a number of things that we can start with. Do you have one in particular? <laughs> yeah, when you said that, I'm sitting there in my head going, one, two, three, right. four. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Patrick Mahomes. I'll never forget that. 
you know, you start looking at this game and Oakland started, sorry, Las Vegas. There you Welcome. go. I did it already. Las Vegas already started off 2-0 and for their first two games. And then they played the Patriots and then they played the Bills and now they're 2-2. Two and two. So they look like they're coming back to about where I thought they would be this year. But I do think that they're a better team than they have been in the past. And I do think it's a team that Kansas City can't sleep on. Uh, one thing that I thought was really interesting that people are talking about is this is going to be the first time in Derek Carr's career that he's coming to Kansas City to play a game before December. Now, whether or not they think that's actually going to help him, maybe. If he's not a cold-weather quarterback, I guess I could see it. But I think that's a stretch on, on my end personally. Well, the old Fresno kid, I think that weather thing does have some kind of impact. Um, but you yeah, but is it enough to keep him from winning? Well, and that's that's the thing. It has in the past. Does being not cold help him enough, I think, is the bigger question. And you guys heard us talk about him over the summer. I've been pretty adamant that he's better than he's shown lately. And I think the weapons that he's had has also been a pretty clear distinction. Uh, you know, Gruden's been saving things for these plays for this game to try and do something. And some all uh, some other late news uh, as we went to record this. Henry Ruggs, who was in on both of those first early games where they were able to get some wins. He didn't put up huge numbers, but he was definitely a factor. He's missed some time lately, and he will be back for the Chiefs contest. I don't think that that is like a, a guy that you can just pump targets at. But he changes the way you have to defend them because he has speed on par with, with Hardman and Hill and stretches the field enough that I think that allows Carr to do things underneath better. I absolutely agree with that. I, I do think that that's a big key. If Ruggs is back and he's able to play and he's able to go the entire game, I think that's going to be huge for the Raiders. And not really necessarily because he's going to beat them himself, but absolutely going to open things up underneath and, and give Carr more windows because Kansas City is going to have to respect the speed and keep somebody back as opposed to uh, being able to bring somebody up. Definitely. And I think if, when you take a look at their overall stats, you can get an idea. Um, what are they? 10th in points scored. A dramatic uptick. I think they finished 22nd last year. So, yes, it's only a four-game sample to this point. But like you said, they played the Bills a decent defense. They played the Patriots a decent defense. So to be able to, to keep up and be in the top 10 in scoring, that is a, a tick up for Carr and Gruden. But on the backside, they've got Max Crosby and they've got Abrams and a bunch of guys because they're 24th in points allowed. And uh, I'm not going to get into the advanced stats and all the analytics, but at the end of the day, it's about scoring points. And they're doing a good job scoring them. They're not doing a very good, good job stopping other teams. Real quick, since you brought up the points, 34 points week one, 34 points week two, 20 points week three, and 23 points week four. So I think that their first two games are skewing it a little bit. I get what you're saying. Uh, I do think that that's something that uh, is possibly something that's really helping them this year, and I think their offense looks better. But really, if I'm the Raiders, I'm really more concerned about getting to Mahomes and putting pressure on him because that's something that they have trouble with. And without Hurst, who is probably one of their best pass rushers, this is going to be a very tough game for them to deal with this Chiefs offense. Yeah, and the reason he won't be there, he is on the COVID list, so he is done for this game. We will not see him, but I agree with you. Uh, still have Hankins inside. I, I think running between the tackles um, is going to be a little bit scheme-dependent. We saw them change up 
And I should probably save that for the goals. We'll get into that later. But the Chiefs are a little bit more fluid than they have been in games past. I expect that to continue. I think the passers really comes down to uh, can can Farrell actually catch up to a guy who's drafted three rounds below him and try to actually produce some pressure? Man, if they can get some pressure, that that would really help their defense, and they're going to need all the help they can get on defense. Uh, Kansas City, I think, was really upset, and I know Eric Bieniemy was really upset with the way they performed against the Patriots. I fully expect that Patrick Mahomes is going to be dialed in for this game, and I don't think it's going to be uh, anything where he's going to be struggling this game. I think he's going to come out and he's going to be firing, and I think he's going to be, uh, I won't say lights out, but I think he's going to be very good. Uh, I, I do expect him to take a step forward this week uh, after the way he played against the Patriots. Yeah, I can understand that. You know, I'm I'm trying to figure out pressure in terms of what the Chiefs have given up. Uh, now, PFF will give you an, an idea of of who's responsible of it. I don't necessarily agree with that, but you can see from positionally, the pressure that the Chiefs have given up have been either when Patrick leaves the pocket on his own or he's getting pressure from the outside from the tackles. So I don't think without Hurst, who is their big plugger, pass rusher in the middle, uh, I, I think that they can concentrate on that. I think maybe they have to give some help. You might see some some running backs staying in. You might see more chips from Travis Kelsey and whoever else lines up there. Uh, Yelder got more snaps last week. We could see that a little bit. But I think clearly it, it's got to be containing Crosby first and foremost on the pass rush and then moving on from there. Agreed. And I think if you can move on from there and you can uh... – Contain him on the pass rush. I think you're going to be going a long way to giving Patrick clean pockets and all day to throw. And if you give him time to throw it, it's not going to be a pretty game. When you talk about the Raiders and their offense earlier, one of the things that's that you're really going to have to figure out this week is, is Kansas City's defense for real or is the Raiders offense for real? I think maybe you're going to find out this weekend what really is, is the reality. Kansas City hasn't allowed somebody to score more than 20 points. The Raiders have scored 20 points only in one game, 23 in another, and 34 in two others. So uh, either they're going to score more than 20 or Kansas City is going to hold them to under 20. If they hold them to under 20, I like Kansas City's chances regardless. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, Malik Collins isn't going to play either. Hasn't practiced all week. I'm trying to look at the Raiders' injury report. It looks like LaMarcus Joyner, this might be a significant one because he is somebody, I think he's better at safety, to tell you the truth. He's been lining up in the slot quite a bit, but, he uh, has not practiced in full. He's got a rib injury, and that might be something that turns the tide for what we've seen McCall Hardman get more touches and be more productive. That might help him actually be uh, more of a downfield threat like we've seen him in past games instead of this uh, jet motion like we saw last week. Going to be very interesting to see how this ends up. I'm very curious to see how Kansas City responds to the game against the Patriots that they play poorly in. And, and you're looking at this Oakland team who is a divisional rival. And Kansas City, honestly, at this point, like we kind of talked about it in the news segment, uh, they're kind of in limbo right now. They may end up playing a team uh, in Buffalo that's been on a bye. They're not going to know when they play this game on Sunday whether or not Buffalo is going to actually have a game or not. Um, but you would imagine that Buffalo's already started game planning for Kansas City, knowing that they could be in a weird situation as well. Yeah, the preparation has to begin, and it's it's hard to not look past this particular game for the Chiefs' offense. Although I will say this, they they do need to get back and take advantage of what they can. Abram's out there. Um, sorry, Jonathan Abram. I always make that plural for some reason. Um, he's somebody got to watch out for. Uh, he came up in coverage a couple of times, not just the thumper 
that you you might associate with him. Uh, they've got Latarius Sneed's old teammate, Amik Robertson, playing a few snaps a game out there at one of the corners. He might be somebody that's in line for more snaps with the, the joiner injury. Uh, but this offense has to get clicking better again. I think when you look at what they did with Clyde Edwards-Alaire uh, last week, clearly getting him outside the tackles helped. I look to see more pitches. I'd like to see more counter pitches and a couple of other things to get him to the edges quickly. It'd be a lot of fun to get Clyde on the on the edges quickly and then be able to go back and hammer in the middle with Darrell Williams and maybe even DeAndre Washington because I do think that there's a reason that they're bringing him up and I think that they're going to use him in this game. Just not exactly sure what his role will be. That's It's tough to see. I think it'll be entertaining either way. So, you know, we'll just have to play along and see what happens because I can't see it becoming a run first game, uh, even though Hurst is out. Um, maybe I'm wrong. And maybe Andy wants to try to reestablish Clyde a little bit. Um, I think maybe maybe it's just simply feeding off of Washington's, you know, revenge factor. Uh, players do not forget that. They carry that around the league everywhere that they go. So that may just be an opportunistic thing that maybe he really wants to get in and they, they want to give him a shot. Possibly. I'm going to be very interested to see if he's active. I can't imagine they're going to activate him to the active roster or to bring him up to the, the I guess, call it the active roster and then have him inactive for the game. So he'll be active for this game and he'll be playing against his old team. So I would think that there's going to be a little bit of animus there. Uh, so going to be a lot of fun to watch that. Uh, when we get back, we do need to start talking about some goals to go for this game. All right. So what is your first goal for this game if you're Kansas City? For me, it's to attack Carr. Um, not having to to do the the blitzes and the kind of the exotic things that they needed to get going last week. You saw the defensive backfield play very well last week. I want to see them continue that. Very impressed with what I saw from Juan Thornhill, not only in coverage, but coming up as well. I want to see that too. I think you're going to get a steady dose of Josh. Uh, Jacobs is going to be running at them. And so I think you have to attack a little bit. I was pretty happy with what Willie Gay did when he was on the field in the base, and I have to think that they're going to see that a bit uh, against uh, Jacobs and, and the running game from the Raiders. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, for me, I think that really I understand why you're saying attack car, and I agree with it. For me, if you take away Darren Waller, I think this offense is going to be slowed down. They're not going to be able to, to function well enough. Uh, and I think Kansas City can do that. I'm not exactly sure how they're going to do that because – uh, I don't think that they have a linebacker that they can really put on Waller and feel comfortable with that situation. Uh, and if you put a safety on him all the time, I think he's going to be uh, bodying the guy. And I think that's going to be a mismatch there as well. So you're likely going to have to double him. But when you look at this team for the Raiders, you really don't have a lot of stars. You don't have, uh, the, defensively speaking, you don't have to worry about uh, yeah, you have to worry about rugs over the top a little bit, but you can adjust for that and still double team somebody else. Uh, so I do think that that's something that they're really going to take advantage of. And I think, you know, one thing that we haven't talked about that is shocking to me, uh, Kansas City is number one defense in past de- defense, according to DVOA. Yeah, that's a big thing. Football Outsiders does a good job with that. It's a, it's a complex formulation, so it doesn't take into account one specific thing. It's the overall play. And, who would have thought at this point, without Breeland out there, one of your designated starters, and well, yes, folks, when, was when when ninety percent of the NFL probably or the people that watch the NFL on a regular basis can't name one of your corners, right? That would be my guess. <laughs> and good for them. Uh, again, this is without Sneed and Breeland. 
Uh, I was really impressed with Fenton last week. Now, Fenton against... And missing Ward time, too. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that that rotation has been good. And Ruggs changes things like we said. And so that really brings it to me. The, the second thing is you got to match up with them. If he's in, Tyron can probably run for a while, but it, Ruggs can get away from Tyron as well. I think probably the speediest guy out there is Ward, but you're not going to put him in the slot where Ruggs is most likely to line up. So it becomes a bit of a mismatch there. Do they move it around? Do they stay solid and just leave guys in their spots? Quite frankly, I'm really interested to see how they choose to attack the wide receiver spot with Ruggs in particular. But what does Bashad Breeland do? If it's me, I let Fenton come in and rough up some slot guys, and particularly Ruggs. Uh, if, as long as he can do it within the five-yard allotment, I'd like to see him get physical in there and slow Ruggs down and then let Breeland just man his outside where he's comfortable. Yeah, and the question, and we still don't know this, is what is Breeland going to do in this game? I, the re- corner rotation has been fantastic. It's really hard to know if they're going to just plug Breeland back in and have him be a starter. I mean, you would think so, but with the way the corner group has been playing, I I don't know how you just do that. So are they going to bring him along slowly? Or how are you going to make that work? Uh, I do think that it's possible that instead of going to four safety sets, maybe they'll go with more CBs on the field. Um, but it's really hard to know what they're going to do at that position. You know, when I look at my second goal, you know, for this team, it's get off to a hot start. If you get it to a point where, you know, you're up two scores early in the game, that takes away their ability to use Jacobs. I think that Oakland is smart enough to where they will continue to run the ball. But at the same time, if they're running the ball and they're taking 10 minute drives, who's going to care if you're scoring in five minutes? Mm-hmm. I mean, as long as you keep scoring at that point, who cares if they take a 10 minute drive? Yeah, it's going to wear your defense down, but your past defense has been good enough to where they can run the ball all day long. Let them run the ball. They're not going to be able to keep up with you on the scoreboard. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And my thing is, my last goal is that, yes, you have to attack Carr in general, but in particular, you have to have more pressure opposite Frank Clark, especially if Chris Jones does not play, because that will bring the ball in. That will make Carr get rid of the ball. We've seen what he does when he has to get that ball out quickly. He has a tendency to make some mistakes. Now, Hunter Renfro is a guy that they've been targeting on some of those hot routes, some of the shorter aspect throws that have helped him. Renfro is actually a pretty good receiver, but I think that allows like the other changes uh, that we talked about, especially what they do with the corners. If you can get some pressure, whether it's schemed up or blitzed off the other side, uh, Alex Oakford looked like he was returning to form. So I think that might help. But you also, if you do get Breland onto the field, it does allow you to put Tyron Matthew back in space and put him back at a robber spot. Maybe you go to single high and you let him roam that middle and try to jump some passes. And I think that might be very productive. So I want to see them scheme it up and move Tyron Matthew around. Definitely could see it happening. I, you know, I'm not exactly sure what they're going to do on defense. I think that this is going to be a lot of fun to watch because I think this defense is continuing to play better and better. Uh, and I think they're going to continue to get better because I think that their tackling has started to get better as well, which I think was more of a rust thing than anything else. Uh, you know, the other thing that I really want to see is I want to see him attack. I, obviously, we've already I have already kind of mentioned, you know, getting off to a hot start. I want to see Travis Kelsey have a big game in this game. And I think that he has the ability to have a big game against the Raiders. You look at their corners and you look at their safeties. They're not the greatest. Uh, I'm not going to say they're horrible, but they don't have a guy that I would feel comfortable putting on Kelsey the entire time. 
Uh, not many teams are going to have that guy, but I do think it gives Kansas City an advantage, uh, especially with the speed that they can put on the outside. If they can get Kelsey going early in this game and get him, you know, get him four or five catches in the first half. Uh, if you don't end up having to go back to that well because you get up far enough, then fine. But get him involved in the offense early and then use your speed. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and now Corey Littleton's a good coverage linebacker, but I don't think that that puts you on the same par with Travis Kelsey. Uh, I look for a lot more of those intermediate over routes from him. Uh, I really like the delays that they're using with Travis because it's getting really clean looks. It's just got to be well drawn out. I thought they went to the well a lot with some of their uh, post-snap motion. We all know what they'll do pre-snap. But some of their misdirection post-snap, I thought they they had to go to the well last week. I'm hoping that they don't have to do that this time and allows them to just run some simple delays, stunts, and pivot routes with Travis and get him on the run, get some uh, yak yards. Well, how many? I'm going to go over under at one and a half. How many trick plays do you think Reed pulls out this game? Uh, I'm going to go under. I'm going to think you're going to go under. I don't think they need it. Well, I agree. I don't think they need it, but I think that they're going to put at least two plays out there just because they want them on film for other teams to make them think about it. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Keep them guessing, right? Especially the bills on, sh- on what will be a short week. If that's the way it works out. Yep. Anything you can make the bills or any other team that you're going to be, have to play anytime soon. Uh, think about it and get ready for, because it's not something that you've done before. I think is a good situation. I think Kansas City could take advantage of that in this Oakland or in this Las Vegas Raiders game. <laughs> ah, that's good. It's only two. Yeah, All right. Well, so your turn to go first. What do you see happening? I keep going back to Kansas City's 28 and two against the division. Um, and at home, I can't see them losing this game. I just, I look at this game and I think that they are by far the much better team. Uh, I think Derek Carr's played better this year than he has in the past. And I think that it will help, but he's not anywhere near close to on par with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and I think obviously that's the biggest position in football. Uh, I think Kansas's defense is by far in a way the better defense when you're, when you start talking about defenses in this, uh, game. And I think it's going to end up working out that way. I still think Kansas City wins this game by two scores. I know it's going to be a divisional game. I know they can be a little tighter sometimes, but after they played the way they played against the New England Patriots, I think Kansas is going to come, want to come out and have a statement game this week. And say, yeah, uh, we still know what we're doing and we're still the champs. So I think Kansas City wins this game. I'm going to say, you know, I think I'm going to go 34, 34 to 20. That's pretty close to where I'm at. And I'll follow on with your thought. Not only is it a statement game for the team, but in particular, I think the offense is pissed off that they looked so sluggish last week. And I'm sure they appreciate it. I know Patrick Mahomes appreciates Tyron and Frank and the entire crew on the defense, but they don't want to hear the Chiefs won a game with their defense. And I think they're going to come back and look to make a big spark. I see them winning 38-20. Yeah, and you know what? One of the things that I love seeing the most, you know, Tyron Matthews coming off the field after that interception, who were the two people there to greet him? Mahomes was on the sideline and he greeted him, but I saw a picture of, of Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey just going nuts on the <laughs> sidelines. And I love that. I mean, you know, obviously your teammates and you're going to love your teammates and whatnot, but seeing them celebrate the way they are for the other side of the ball 
uh, you got to love it. And that's what football is all about. I mean, you're brothers and, and you're going to bat for each other every single play. Yeah. And so, I, I, I love seeing that. And, and I think you see it picking up where it left off last year. It's it's great to see everybody's pulling for them. And Brittany, if you're listening, tell Patrick, no postgame hugs, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's going to be making that same mistake again. I doubt it. And who wants to hug Derek Carr anyway? All right. Yeah, well. <laughs> Let us know what you think, folks. Give us your that. prediction. Yeah, there's always that, right? Yeah, I would I would almost say that I don't know that there's as big of a star on the Raiders as Stephon Gilmore is for New England. Yeah. That's so, absolutely fair. So <laughs> uh, Yeah. Don't hug Gruden either. He's already sleeping in another room, so you never know what's going to happen, folks. Let us know what you think. Leave your prediction over at Locked On Chiefs or throw it in the iTunes reviews. We appreciate when we get those. Thank you very much for the feedback. We're going to keep working hard for you. We will have a post-game show. We're looking forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening to us today, and we'll talk to you post-game. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.